Hi, and welcome to the Movement and Mindfulness Podcast with me, Erica Webb of Erica Webb Yoga and Pilates. In this podcast, I, along with my guests, will explore what it means to move as an act of self-kindness and self-discovery. We'll look at the ways movement, mindset, and mindfulness support us to be and do the things we so desire in the world. I truly believe that movement has the ability to expand our capacity to show up for the things that are important to us. And I'm here to help you embrace the idea of movement as a powerful tool for wellness, rather than just another thing you think you should be doing. I'm thrilled you're here. Let's do this. Hi there, and welcome to episode 17 of the Movement and Mindfulness podcast with me, Erica. I am thrilled you're here. Today, it's just me. Quick, short little episode, but I wanted to share with you my top three tips for creating and sustaining a home movement practice. So for many of us, we've been practicing at home because gyms have been closed and studios have been closed, but home-based practice is something that's actually really handy to create any old time. And part of the reason for that is because we want our practice to be something that we can rely on to kind of help us feel the way that we want to feel on any given day. And so that doesn't mean that we necessarily have to unroll our yoga mat for an hour each day. It could be a couple of minutes here and there, but having that to turn to, to help us feel the way that we want to feel can be really handy. So I want to share with you my top three tips. I'm going to go through them one at a time and then we'll recap. So my first tip is to understand why understand why you want to have a home practice. So for myself, I want to be able to move at home and I want to be able to have a sustainable practice because I want to feel good in my body. I want my body to be able to move through its full range. I want to have full access to what I'm capable of doing. I also want to be free of tension as much as possible. And I want to be able to shift tension when it arises. I want to be headache free. I want to feel strong. I want to feel well. And that is my reason for showing up for my practice. And so I think that understanding your reasons why is really important because it helps you to kind of get on with it when motivation is lacking. Because the reality is we can't rely on motivation. Motivation is a very fickle thing. Sometimes we might feel motivated, but more often than not, it's not something that we can kind of hang our hat on and rely on. So understanding why you want to do it in the first place can be something that you go back to when you sort of think, oh, do I want to, do I not want to? If you know what your reasons why are, it might help to get you over that line. My second tip is to be realistic. So, you know, maybe in an ideal world, you'd like to roll your mat out for, you know, an hour every day and go for a half an hour run and, you know, spend two and a half hours meditating or whatever the combination might be for you. But for most of us, that is inaccessible. And so we really want to set ourselves up for success. One of the things that we are all guilty of is setting our goals to be very lofty and really kind of setting ourselves up to fail before we've even begun. And so I would start with something that is really realistic, something that is really accessible. If it means that you commit to five minutes once a week, do it and win at that. And then once you have got, you know, the run on the board, you might go, I could do five minutes twice a week. I could do five minutes four times a week, whatever it is. And we just build on that as we get successful. 
we don't want to set ourselves up with these really lofty expectations only to find out that that wasn't realistic and we really couldn't have done it because there wasn't even enough time in the calendar for it. So my second tip is to be realistic, even if it feels like it's not enough. Doing something is always better than doing nothing. And doing something consistently is definitely better than doing nothing consistently or doing a little bit of something very inconsistently. And tip number three, this one is a bit probably, well, it's kind of the hardest and kind of the easiest. Tip number three is to be committed because I think that commitment to this sort of cause, doing something for yourself is a choice. And often we really use external things to us to kind of like justify our lack of commitment or our lack of self-responsibility. And we all do it. And really, I think that when we want something for ourselves, we either have to choose it and like commit to it and show up for it, show up for ourselves, or we don't. And there's kind of no gray area. We have to commit and show up for ourselves if we want to create that kind of sustained habitual change. And, you know, I know that for me, sometimes when I hear those sorts of words, it's like, but you don't understand what I'm facing. You don't understand how much time I have or don't have, or, you know, all the competing priorities, or sometimes I don't feel like it and whatever. But if we rewind a step, And then another step, that commitment ties into those two earlier tips. If you make it realistic, it's easier to commit to. If you understand your reasons why, it's easier to commit to. And if that third piece, if that commitment piece is hard to create, then we have to question either we don't want this thing very much or we've made it too unrealistic, or we don't truly understand our why. Because I think if we've made it realistic and we really understand our why and we're committed to that why, then that third piece of commitment becomes more palatable, becomes easier. And so if the commitment piece is the bit you struggle with, go back and check out what is your why? What are your expectations? What are you kind of asking of from yourself? And is it realistic? And then maybe the commitment piece becomes a little easier. But the reality is that commitment, showing up for yourself, is a choice. And I really hope that you choose in the direction of self-kindness. So to recap, top three tips. Understand your reasons why. Why is it that you want to show up for yourself in movement in whatever way you decide throughout the week? Is it to feel a certain way? What is it? Tip number two, be realistic. What can you realistically achieve? Make it even less, you know, than you think so that you get some wins on the board and then you can build from there. And tip number three, choose to be committed. If that bit's hard, loop back and double check where you can kind of create more ease for yourself. Find the joy in it. So that's it. My top three tips. I hope that they are useful. Come on over to Instagram or Facebook and find me and let me know. How do you, um, you know, show up for yourself in your self-practice, your your home-based practice? What has helped you? I'd love to know. This is something that so many of us struggle with. And so I'm always looking for tips. 
You can find me at Erica Webb Yoga on both Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget if you are enjoying the podcast to subscribe. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, I'd also love for you to leave a review and share it with someone who might find it really useful. So I will be back on Thursday with a special guest. And until then, I hope that you keep choosing in the direction of kindness towards yourself, knowing that when you do that, it has a ripple effect out into the world.